In this episode of Everyday Black Girl Curated Conversations, I got to look into the life and career of upcoming rap artist John Sway. I hope you enjoy. Hey, what's up? How you doing? How are you doing? I'm so glad we got to do this, despite the time yeah, change too. and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for for last time hyping it up and then I couldn't do it. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But I guess we can go get straight into it. Uh, I really just wanted to ask you, because I've been curious about this since I found you on Twitter like months ago. Like, how did this all start for you? Like, what sparked ignited this flame like oh i want to be a rapper like what started there for you i would say way back I, it wasn't even about rapping for me it was kind of like a outlet it was just writing you know what i mean i would just write read. i was moving around a lot so my main outlet of anything wasn't you know tv or anything video games at that point it was really just like writing and reading and it was real mm. you know back then but it kind of went from it sparked from there, just like some some way to get shit out, and then it just kept moving from there, for real. Right, definitely. I know, like, I know a lot of rappers usually say like either it was poetry or it was spoken word. It was like that was kind of like their outlet into that. And like growing up and stuff, like who were some of your inspirations? It doesn't even have to be rap artists. I mean, it could be uh, authors, speakers, anybody. Like who kind of influenced the way you approach stuff, especially with your lyricism and stuff like that. So John Lennon and like the Beatles is like a big, big ass part of like, I fucking every I listened to probably every single song they had by the time I was in wow. grade six, grade seventh grade. And then there was this book, um, J.D. Salinger, I think he wrote this book, uh, The Catcher in the Rye. That was one thing that really had me really interested in writing because it was like, yo, this is such an interesting fucking weird perspective. And then um. And then like the, the music side was like the Beatles. So they came together in a way and kind of sparked it. Uh, I think, yeah, those two were big ass influences. Well, I, I wasn't had... expecting you to say the Beatles. Like I thought you were going to say <laughs> like Nas or somebody like that. But like, that's really interesting. No, no, no. Nas and like all those rappers, once I started getting into rap, they were they were like my, like Nas was my go-to Nas. Um, Eminem, Eminem was actually before any other any other artist wow. because I don't know I I just tapped into him because he was like the, the 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 mainstream artist at the point so I tapped into him and I was really fucking with it and then I started fucking with Nas and then eventually J Cole came into the play and I was like yo <laughs> the fellow lights I think I could do it. <laughs> definitely definitely yeah it's like you kind of seeing how broad your palette is like you go from the Beatles to Nas to Eminem like that's that's broad if you think about it like influence wise they really show now I really understand like the foundation that you have when it comes to like the stuff that you put out when you think about when you you think about the background it it comes to like forefront Mm -hmm, definitely and I know you mentioned that you move around a lot and stuff like that so what has like I wouldn't say maybe traveling, living in different places. Like, what? How have the places that you've been, or where you lived at, where you're from? I know you're in New York as of right now, but like, 
how has the places you've been throughout your life kind of influenced your artistry as well? Because where we are influences a lot. So that's a fact. I think less of where I was influenced my well, not first the Bronx was my biggest influence because it was mm-hmm. like those are my formative years. Mm-hmm. Moved from Long Island. Those two were kind of my biggest. Uh, they kind of set who I was as a person. I mean, as a musician, because I kind of. A lot of violent shit happened, a lot of criminal, you know what I mean? A lot of bad shit was going on. So that kind of zoned me in. But but before that, just moving around a lot kind of made me more of an isolated person, if that makes sense. Like, I don't really have many friends growing up, shit like that. So I think what it did was just make me go even harder with the writing and the creating and shit like that. Because that was like my, my favorite outlet. Um, I don't really think my environment shaped me too much, except for the Bronx. You know what I mean? That was the only part where it really played a big part. But I've been all over the place. Like, I've moved, like, 15, 16, 17 times. It's fucking crazy. Oh, wow. And, like, since you, like, the Bronx, you're bringing that up. Like, what? I guess, because we know New York is, like, the pinnacle of hip-hop anyway. <laughs> but actually living within that, especially throughout the early 2000s and stuff like that, like, what was that like for you? Like, what was the scene? Like, how did it make you feel back then? Of course, being like a, a kid, a young adult during that time, just kind of navigating through the Bronx and just picking up your influence from there. I think the Bronx, I, I, the, the music stuff wasn't really hitting for me back then, like sixth, seventh, eighth grade. It wasn't really a big influence. Like I knew I, I lived right, not lived, but I would walk next to my friend. He lived right next to the um the big pun mural. Like a, a bunch of shit, you know what I mean, was 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 there, but I just wasn't really open to it because I didn't take music that serious at that mm-hmm. point. What it did though was kind of make me see, like you know, like the good kid, Mad City type shit, where mm-hmm. I was really like a, a bad kid. I was no thug, in the fights a lot, and I would, mm-hmm. I was my environment. I was kind of like um, uh, a victim to it in a way, or like a product. Of, no, not a victim, a product of my environment victim sounds like like <laughs> I was getting beat um, but like yeah, I was a product of it. it was you know what I mean that's that's my that was my mindset at that point and um fuck I forgot what did you say how did you said how did that influence me yeah in a way like the environment you were in of course that being like the pinnacle of hip-hop like what was that like in the Bronx or in in New York in general really it was dope as a bitch because we would like after school and shit we would just go down to Manhattan chill. it was just like you had the whole world type shit at you. Oh, my friend, um, Robert, the nigga who just joined, I grew up with that nigga. Like, we both go around, like, Hunts Point, he lived right by Hunts Point, so we'd go all around the city every fucking day. Like, niggas was just traveling around the whole, like, after school all day. So it was amazing. I got to see, like, everything. Like, right. whole world type shit is in, in, in New York City. So I got to see mad, like, different cultures, just mm-hmm. roaming around, you know what I mean? With no, no point, but. Yeah, it didn't really affect the music, I guess, at a conscious level, but as a, at a mm-hmm. con- level, I'm sure that shit did, like, taught me something. Definitely. I've only been to New York, like, one time, and I, I don't really understand how y'all navigate the subway and stuff. That confuses <laughs> me to this day. I almost got lost, I don't know how many times, but definitely when we were there, when we would go to different, we were mainly in Harlem. I was with my family. And, um... You just like every corner is like we would go to Manhattan and be different people over here, different stuff over there. And then you just I love the free spiritness of the city, you know, it's so compact. It's like it's so lively at the same time. There's so, so much shit going on at such a close <laughs> level that it's like exactly. you can't while shit going on. Like you're gonna see something crazy. But most of the time, mm-hmm. nigga, 
mind their business in New York. Like niggas, you know, they mind their business. You got to go again. Like the more older and the more you go back and like experience the shit, New York is it's one of the best places I think. It's one of my yeah. Definitely. Alicia Keys was the line when she said those lights will inspire you. Because when I left, I was like ambitious and <laughs> it really like opened my eyes. Like, oh my god, like the world is bigger than just Texas, Courtney. Like, this is nice. So yeah. And I wanna like kinda touch on like I guess the the music side of things, especially like your creative process. I know like right now you're in the middle of uh aren't you wrapping up your project? Because I know you were mentioning that your project was coming out soon. So what has the like creative process been for you throughout this quarantine, especially during this pandemic? I know that's affected artists in a number of ways. And like, what has that been for you when it comes to the creative process? Like how you collaborate, production, uh, everything. I think the, the pandemic for real, like sad, sadly, uh, it didn't change too much for me when it comes to creative creativity. Because I was, <laughs> I'm low key like a, a introverted, just state of myself type. Like when I do work with someone, I would much rather it be like the face to face thing. But nine mm-hmm. times and like it's it's the send back and forth. So mm-hmm. with that, I don't like doing that shit. So most of the mm-hmm. time, my creative, my creation, doing it solo. Like I I really like being with people and creating when the time does rise, but it doesn't rise that much. So, um. You know, I just bottom line. Basically, I wasn't really working with anybody throughout this um, pandemic. I did a few features here and there, but mm. it was mostly just a, a self thing. I was just working like the project I'm working on now was um, produced mostly by me and um, this kid named Louis G. It's my homie, but just both of us, just both of us. Wow! Wow! wow. Yes, yeah, so it wasn't really um, produced by it, like I didn't really have too many other people with hands on in it. And the project, the project is still coming out, but I had to put it on the back burner um, because I want to put it out with a, a short movie. So oh. when, you do, when you do see the project, it's gonna be it's gonna be hand in hand with a short movie. So you really um, it really hits you. Right, right. And I wanted to ask you, because I know you said that you produce yourself, which I see your stuff online, like, all the time. And, of course, like, your freestyles, all the stuff that you do. And I love how you do, like, your videos or you, like, rapping in the street. Like, that just makes it more authentic. (laughs) But (laughs) other than that, like, what is, like, your creative process when you're coming up with different production, freestyling, songwriting? Like, what is that process for you? That's a good ass question. I've never really thought about. I think really it's um. Say if I produce the beat, it'll be like a. How do I put it? Like it'll be like a, a immediate spark that I'll feel. Matter of fact, not even if I don't produce it. Like any beat that gets sent to me, there's no like I don't think in my head like all right this is gonna go here this is gonna it's just kind of like I'll just work on it and mm-hmm. if that shit comes out like this one track piece by piece that's one mm-hmm. of my. Like I knew that shit was gonna go up just when I was making it, right? I don't really do too, like I could have put that on a project. It does, but it's kind of just a a winging it type thing, which maybe I got to get a little bit more disciplined with it. But. Right, right, definitely. And I know I would see like the stuff that you put out, like like your uh, not even sure what that's called, just the the screen recordings of the different productions that you were doing. Or, like, how do y'all feel about this? Or you would just like drop something out of nowhere. And I really wanted to ask you, because as you can tell, you're a lyricist. Uh, that's the first thing that got my attention when I heard Piece by Piece on Twitter. Like, it, it went, vi- I think it, I don't think it was viral at that point. 
But uh, I know Team Dreamville had posted, and I was like, who is this dude? I was like, he kind of look like J. Cole. Like, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, and like, as I was listening, like, I'm big on lyrics. Like, I'm kind of picky when it comes to rappers because I really value that and I want to be able to digest it. So, like, why is it so important for you to, I guess, in a way, rap with intent? Um, I know you really value lyricism, so like, where does that come from, and why do you push for that so hard? I think for real, it it all stems from um, mm-hmm. the, the reason I created. Well, I began even creating. You know what I mean? It was literally for me, like a therapy type thing. It eventually evolved mm-hmm. now as a thing where I want to speak to other people and kind of like speak mm-hmm. to them in a way where I could like help anyone listening feel a little bit better. I mm-hmm. think the reason it's so important is because. Um, the stuff that you say will and can live forever if it's if it reaches enough people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on. I'm doing a. Uh, I'm doing something. Baby. Yeah, my fault. My thing. My thing blanked out. No, it's okay. <laughs> I can still hear you. Alright, but yeah. So like, I think if you say certain things, it can live forever. So I think that shit is so important to to really think about what you say can imp- impact someone to the point where it could change their life. Like shit that I've heard J Cole say has impacted me to this day. To where I still um still think about some of his lines, like the the mixtape era J Cole. Like even now he says now like it's, it resonates so well. I'm yeah. sure many people feel that about artists, and I think I think for me that's what that's what's important. Like the the whole pop, you know what I mean? Like that nigga's still basically alive. Mm, definitely definitely like like you said like have ha- giving people the ability to like resonate with it i think that's really important because i know with me i know like some people they they just like a good turn up and that's okay but yeah. <laughs> for, for me that's fine yeah. but for me when i'm sitting and actually like digesting music listening to music like i really really value lyricism wordplay you know like people like coming up like Corday, people like that, Cole of course, just like you yourself, uh, Nate Joel, people just like that, you know, lyricism, you know, kind of going back to the root to what hip hop actually is. And I also wanted to ask you during this time, of course, you're you're juggling music and also fatherhood. So like, how has that been? Like staying inspired? How has your child kind of I know when people usually say, oh, when they have children, typically their children inspires them to keep going, to push harder. Like, how do you juggle fatherhood and working day to day and music all at the same time? I'm not going to lie. That shit is extremely difficult sometimes because, say, mm-hmm. if I'm given time to creating, right, that time mm-hmm. has to be taken away from something else. So it's like a, I get a miserable feeling sometimes when I'm not working, like I'm not with my daughter and I'm not like, you know, spending that mm-hmm. time with her. But at the same time, the way that I rationalize it is that there's a greater purpose with what I'm doing, right? So right. I think, so what, like how I do it is I'll balance like one week really focused on the music and then I'll try to balance one week really focused on her. It's not easy though, I don't know. It's not, it's 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 very motivational because I, I feel like I wanna give her a life where she's free from dealing with, um, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like having to get a job, having a, go to school having to do anything i wanted to be like free but balancing those two out i don't know it's very difficult not gonna lie i don't i don't do it well though (laughs) (laughs) i don't like i'm a very good i'm a great dad but it's like the music suffers a lot right definitely 
but it's beautiful to see that like of course like a lot of people kind of have an issue with like balancing two parts of their lives but that's beautiful that you're actually taking you know individual times like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that and also like having your daughter like in what ways has she kind of inspired your work and like kind of kept you going at 19 is when i had her and that was when like i either i put in my head i was like yo either you're gonna take this completely serious or you got to go do some other shit. You know what I mean? Do something more tangible. And then, I don't know, she, she basically, her birth and her life and her being, her, me wanting a better life or a really good life for, for her has motivated me to, at the times where I'm like, man, this shit, this shit ain't even worth it. I should quit. Like, you know what I mean? Every artist I feel like has those signs. But her, the idea of her like being free and shit is the main thing that keeps me pushing. That ass, like definitely definitely that's beautiful because i know i see you post your daughter like every once in a while and i'm just like i'm always wondering how is he balancing this <laughs> like how is this how is that for you and speaking of that i kind of wanted to ask you what have you thought of staying independent or are you kind of just on this like okay I, i'm gonna pick the right deal when it comes or are you just solely like i want to do this on my own make my own schedule my own terms you know my use my own money that type of thing or are you just waiting for the right opportunity to come i think it's a mix of both like if the right opportunity does come and it's and it's and it is as beneficial as um i want it to be then i'm definitely gonna yeah i'm not against taking a deal mm -hmm. i would um the reason i'm so adamant on staying independent is the is that i believe creating your own thing will last a lot longer than joining someone else's thing, if that makes sense. You know oh, I mean? right, right. I feel like if, if I'm able to successfully do what I'm doing independently, um, which I think is very possible to be an independent mm -hmm. artist in 2021, like it's, mm -hmm. the social media shit has changed everything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if a deal does come along when the leverage that I want comes, then I'm definitely gonna take a deal. I'm not, you know, it'd be stupid not to, but I'd much rather stay independent and um or matter of fact not even stay independent but like have a uh, investor who would want to invest in what i'm doing type mm -hmm. shit you know what I mean? definitely, that would definitely. be ideal that would be ideal definitely and i know like you just said like in the age of social media like my i'm not like a marketing person that's not like my forte but <laughs> my <laughs> advice is to like everybody is just like staying consistent especially with posting and putting out your art like i tell ginger all the time like don't overthink it it's okay you just that type of thing <laughs> but like definitely utilizing social media is just like you have access to so many ears so many people and you never know who's watching that's the beautiful thing about it definitely that's a fact exactly like you literally can i feel like as long as you keep working the universe will dead ass uh start moving towards you half of the shit in my studio like <laughs> let me see where i put it most of this shit was either gifted or it dead ass just fell in my lap you know what i mean like most wow. of it and it's it's crazy because if you the more you work and the more you just continue and even if it's blind faith sometimes that should it'll walk you to a place where you're like oh this is why shit was all fucked up and now right. you know what i mean like i had to go through all that to get to here it yeah. always makes sense like that's the one thing about um for me since i've been doing this I've always felt like, damn, should I continue? And then something will come along and be like, yeah, this is why you should continue. You know what I mean? Exactly. The journey is everything. I try to remind myself that. Yeah. Great. 
remember, but that shit is facts, yeah. Yes, because it can get real intimidating sometimes or get real doubtful. It's like, or you might start comparing yourself. Like, mm-hmm. you just have to know that you're on this journey for yourself and nobody else. So that's a beautiful thing. That's a nice mindset to have. And I kind of wanted to steer the conversation and kind of get your opinion on something. Usually when I'm talking to R&B artists, I ask them about what they think about, like, the state of R&B. But I want to get your opinion as from an artist's perspective. What do you think of the state of hip hop and rap right now in 2021? I, I think it's it couldn't be better. Like niggas try to make it seem like the mainstream is all like the niggas who say hip hop is dead or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean, it's because your effort is not there. Like if you put any type of effort into looking for good music, yo, I find so many good artists damn it every day. Like 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 you said, the circle of artists that I'm around right now, Nate Joel, Dende, fucking uh just there's so many dudes that Lacey Jackson so many artists Ginger yo there's so many people that are in hip-hop or a part of hip-hop that are progressing this shit you know what I mean like Mick Jenkins fucking there's so many artists I think anyone who says that hip-hop is dead or dying is that they're just too lazy to look exactly or they're stuck in their their head you know what i mean exactly i always tell people like the music is like right at your fingertips you just have to if you're not a casual listener of course of course the casual listener will probably say and have that opinion like you said like hip-hop is dead or rap is out of style that type of thing but if you really just dig for it or my thing is i usually start with one artist and then i find people similar to them i actually have there's this program online that actually does it for you that's how i discover a lot of people or I'm just on Twitter, or I follow pages like Team Dreamville, R&B mm-hmm. Radar, you know, stuff like that to find those lesser unknown people, underground people that are making quality content. They're just not getting the push exactly. that they need. Definitely. People That's rely the... way too much on mainstream to get mm-hmm. art. You know what I mean? That's the that's the fuck. That's the real messed up thing about these casual listeners that lead to like say what it is like you're not trying to look for it you know exactly it's just like just digging for it and um especially online like with social media too like i said it's just all at your fingertips mm-hmm. that it's like it's it's right there like <laughs> like, <What? laughs> like that's kind of like how i found ginger i found her through a live stream like we happen to be on the same live stream her music got played and i was like oh wait a minute you know what? or like Twitter, like, people are constantly reposting their stuff. And sometimes I just go through people's comments on their posts. Like, let's say, like, a big producer or something's looking for somebody. I just go through profiles. I click it. I'm like, oh, okay. A&R is like, this is what, what you're saying is what, like, real A&R should be doing. Mm-hmm. There's so much music that should be getting the light shined on it. But I guess because of the, uh, the marketing side that they don't really get what they're supposed to. Like, they don't get heard enough because of that you know what i mean the marketing definitely definitely and like speaking of like the industry and stuff like that kind of tying back to just like your inspirations and stuff like that like what would be some of like your dream collaborations um andre 3000 would be crazy mm-hmm. um i would say i don't know i think i don't really have too many jacob I, I don't know. I think Andre 3000 is my top one. Frank Ocean mm-hmm. would be like a really big one. Um, but I don't really have too many dream collaborations. Like I kind of, I don't know. I don't really have too many. I think Andre 3000 and Frank mm-hmm. Ocean are two main dudes. Like I would love to work with them. 
Definitely. I feel like we don't give Andre 3000 his flowers enough, in all honesty. He deserves. I, mean, I just saw a post about that. He is a genius, like, for real. Exactly. The way he carries on with stuff, his flow, wordplay, everything. It's just like, I was honestly listening to some, like, I was listening to some 90s outcasts not too long ago. And I was just, like, sitting there just, like, listening, like, wow. Like, this dude was really out here spitting. <laughs> he still is, so, but... Writing shit that, like, his verse with T.I. on it, the song called Sorry, that is one of those verses. Like, that shit is... That's one of the things that inspires me. Anytime I'm feeling like I got writer's block, if I listen to that verse, I feel like I'm back. You know what I mean? That is top 10 verse of all time. Like, that man was crazy. Everything he puts out is crazy, but that shit, to me, is stuff, it really stands out. Definitely, definitely. And to kind of wrap this up, I really wanted to ask you, like, once it's all said and done, you know, once your career finally gets to the level that you want it to be, like, what right. is your ultimate goal when it comes to stuff? My ultimate goal is to be able to have enough leverage within the music industry to get those artists that are not getting the shine that they should be getting get them to shine because there's so much music like the mainstream imagine being born in like the 70s and shit when every every joint that's being sampled right now was actually out like good mm -hmm. music and be mainstream like it doesn't have to be this weird mm -hmm. fucked up terrible sound <laughs> you know it's not like it's not all terrible like some of the turn up stuff is awesome like i fuck with it it's dope but a lot of it is really like based around, I don't want to get too preachy, but like it's based around black trauma, straight up. Exactly. Like that dude spot him, got him. Did you hear that shit on the radio? What'd he say? Not shoot him in his back, knock his dreads off. Oh no, I didn't hear that. <laughs> like, relax. But there's so many violent songs out that I feel like there's a time and place for shit like that. Like the Chicago mm -hmm. sound, I'm not, I'm not knocking that at all. That shit is amazing. Like they're really speaking on their truths. But, a, but it seems like it's being uh, monetized now. Like mm. they're being exploited, that type of shit is being exploited. So I feel like, I, I kind of want to change but my main, my main goal, like once I get to where I want to get to is to really like be able to put other artists on. Definitely, that's beautiful. Cause I mean, a lot of people would say like, I guess to make a lot of money or that type of thing, but actually wanting like leverage and facilitative space for like other artists that are upcoming, that's a beautiful thing. Cause a lot of people aren't open to doing that for some reason. It's a lot of ego-based stuff Yo, within so, this industry. It's so much gate, like the gatekeeping thing. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like ego or whatever the fuck it is. Mm. But I experienced that shit. It sucks, and I and I want to be able to find a way. Like like the the brands like United Masters, how they're creating mm. shit for artists to not have to. I seen. Did you, you do you follow DJ Booth? Or I believe I do. I know what you're talking about. Okay, so you probably seen a post where he was like, the best way to approach somebody is by kind of like, bottom line, he was saying you got to kind of suck up to them and pretend to be friendly. But at the same time, you got to have a motive. It's like, yo, it shouldn't be like that. Like, it should mm -hmm. be where these people are looking out. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be where this, I don't know, it shouldn't be like that, in my opinion. So I feel like if I'm able to put away, pave a way for artists to have a realistic, artists who want to work, like to have a realistic a b c plan to actually make shit pop for themselves like that would be that's the end goal definitely and i'm so excited to uh watch you and like nate and dende everybody just like it's like it's like a good like solid i think it's about four or five of y'all that i always see like when one person tommy just said this on live yesterday when one rapper posts something here comes the other or either y'all doing something together like 
It's like yeah. I always know it's gonna be y'all four that are always like in a collective, and that's so what? beautiful to see. Hey. <laughs> That's real dope. And to, to even be named amongst any of these dudes, man, like Nate, crazy. Dende, being on his project, I was like... Oh, man. that was beautiful, by the way. Like, I was re-listening to that yesterday. Uh, <laughs> Bro. That was beautiful. I, Dende's a genius, man, straight up. I believe it. Definitely. It's crazy, just like... And I love, like, seeing y'all organically come together. Like, I know most of y'all probably met through social media, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, just watching y'all um, just go about coming together, collaborating, always hyping each other up. And I know you're actually, like, having a networking event soon as well. Are they all coming to it? Yeah, Um, it's going to be the 4th to the 7th. It's um, damn near all the artists that we've been talking about just now and more like they're gonna be at this spot um this mansion out in jersey is gonna be i don't want to speak well it's not that many people in here so i can speak um it's it's gonna be where uh, i don't know let me uh, i want to speak too much on it now but basically yeah everybody that that we just spoke on is gonna be there like a lot of a lot of artists i think 40 in total wow okay you're all putting this together by yourself or are you having nah, other people i, I I have a little team um, helping me um, putting this together. I would not be able to do this by myself. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I know I saw your I saw your post and I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be amazing. Like, I don't know if y'all are recording or anything, but it kind of reminded me of like the Dreamville uh, sessions where everybody like came together and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I saw that on Twitter. I think you were talking about it, and everybody was commenting. I was like, oh my god, that's beautiful. Yeah, I'm, Just like bringing creatives together. Yeah, it's gonna be. This is like the um the end goal idea. I'm trying to do this now. You know what I mean? Like I wanna I wanna actually while I'm working on my my own stuff, I wanna be able I wanna start working on you know helping pave a way for other artists. And this okay. this brand definitely um sanctuary sessions. Like this is gonna be exactly what I'm what I was talking about. Definitely, that's beautiful. Well, I want to thank you so much for coming on my platform and doing this interview. Um, I'm a big fan of you, and I'm like so excited for, especially excited for this project to drop. You've been thank talking you. about it for a while, so. Yo, for years, <laughs> I need to drop this shit. <laughs> Definitely. But thank you so much for coming on here. I really enjoyed this. It was really insightful, and I'm so excited to see where you go with this. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you, you know, like taking the time to, to set it up again. Thank you so much. No problem. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Peace. Thank you for listening to Everyday Black Girl Curated Conversations. I hope you enjoyed and I hope you come back for more.